Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast. Episode 28, Ebooks 101, recorded at Metatopia 2013 by Jason Pitt. Presented by Joseph Bloch and Jason Pitt. Publishing 101. Uh, this is a 101 because neither of us is qualified to teach a 201 class. Uh, uh, my name is Jason Pitt from Genesis of Legend Publishing. Uh, I've published the Spark role-playing game and a number of free things. Uh, and uh, My name is Joseph Block. I am BRW Games. I publish Adventure Start to Beat, uh, which is an old-school uh, game. So, uh, I suppose the easiest way to start things is uh, by asking, why are you here? What are you looking uh, to get out of this panel? Um, I manufacture ebooks as part of my day job, and when I publish my role-playing game, I'll be publishing it in e-form as well as... Uh, you do this for a living? You want to be up here? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I've got a novel that I'm... We're right in the editing phase right now, and I'm obviously going to plan on releasing an ebook, so I'm just learning more about the industry. Um, we are just getting into starting up our own like little RPG company, and um, a good idea to learn about ebook publishing and that sort of information for us. So that's both of you, or us, yeah. okay, perfect. Just learning about e-publishing altogether, you know, um, how gaming in my family, and I'm also some, some other. So I run uh, Healing Cloud Fireball Publications, been publishing ebooks for about five years through RPG Now. Really looking for information on the other formats like a Club Now, since I've been doing PDF for almost the entire time, and had trouble trying to convert over to ePub on my own. <laughs> Um, what I really don't know about publishing is how you get exposure for your work. Okay. That's, so we have a mix of people who have done it and who are doing it. Alright, so for context, for every product I release, I produce a full color uh, PDF that is only suitable for a screen or tablet. A printer ready PDF which, is, which prints on uh, letter-sized paper, uh, black and white, with uh, minimal art, uh, so it doesn't kill your ink. Um, an EPUB and a Mobi format. Um, these are all bundled in with every product that I release. Um, so this means that if you buy a physical copy of the book, you get all the ebooks. Mostly because, well, I have a Kindle and I have a tablet and when I don't happen to have the book on me, I can pull up the cover of my book and say, look, here's my pretty book, why don't you flip through it here? Um, so that's how I tend to operate. Uh, how do you handle PDFs? Um, I, we, I include PDFs with every print product that I sell, and I have some that are PDF only. Um, and that even extends to conventions. So for when I was here at, uh, in July, you know, selling books, I got everybody's email address, and then at the end of the convention, they all got uh, email coupons for a free copy of the PDF file through RPG Now. Um, because I, even though I am an old fashioned, as you might be able to tell, uh, I'm an old fashioned kind of guy, and I want a print book in my hand. Uh, I know that a lot of people aren't that. Obsessive. Don't have enough shelf space. Don't have enough shelf space, exactly. Uh, and aren't that obsessive about, you know, the physicality of the book, so I want to be able to. That. Plus, I do have PDF only stuff. Um, from my perspective, my I, I'm not I don't go quite through the whole panoply of different formats and everything like that. Um, although I am looking into doing a bit more of the Kindle uh, Kindle stuff, but um, my stuff more formatted in terms of printed page. So I don't have separate formats for keyword right. illustrations and stuff like that. I see the value of it for people who are more focused on it's it. It's just hard. But for my particular audience, because I have, I, I, I'm, I'm aimed at the old school audience. I'm, a, I'm aimed at the people like me who 
who've been doing this since the 70s and 80s, um, who aren't necessarily going to insist on full range of options electronically um, because you know they're likely they don't have four different electronic devices, right. each of which demands its own format. By contrast, I'm targeting the Seattle Story Gamers. Right. Mm. They will have a Kindle and a Kobo. Have fun. Um, it's that quizzical look on my face. Sorry, Kenny. Okay. Uh, so, there's a lot of things to talk about. Let's just start on PDF, and then we'll be moving on from there. Um, in terms of PDF, uh, this is the ubiquitous format. Almost everyone can manage it. Um, and it, it is the only major format out there that allows you to really benefit from layout to its fullest extent. Um, what I mean by that is you can have illustrations in college boxes in reference to the main text and you get the same, you get the full power of a decent layout artist on the book and it will look very similar if not identical to the printed page. But it also gives you the flexibility of, because it's in an electronic format, um, you are able to set up hyperlinks, you're able to set up uh, cross-references in, in the text of the PDF so that you kind of get the best of both worlds. Uh, because in the if you format it properly, and the worst thing you can do, even I know not to do this, the worst thing in the world you can do is to have a dead PDF where it's just text and pictures and you don't have anything that you can click on to cross-reference to it. Oh, you oh. need to be able to do that. And, 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 so don't. and even worse is when you do that and then you disable copying. Yeah, yeah, no. Or disable print. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in mine, well, because I do disable copying. Okay. I disable copying in mine, but I do. do but yeah, yeah, but you I enable. Printing. Yeah, you enable printing. I enable right. printing yes. because part of part of the part of my audience I see, and I see this from the feedback that I get from my audience, is that when they buy a PDF, for example, of my one of my products that isn't available in print, they'll buy it to print. Yeah. Uh, they'll, put, they'll they'll print they'll, they'll buy the PDF and they'll print it out and they'll put it in the box. And I know that they do this because this is what I do. Um, and it's, once again, it's a, I think it's a generational thing in a lot of ways. But that doesn't mean that you have to cripple the PDF. That no, you no, no, no. Because there are going to be enough people who are going to want to you know, be able to click on a thing and go to the chat. Uh, so why do you uh, disable copying? I disable copying in mind for, um, it's almost a personal reason because I have been the victim of copyright infringement myself. And it is a very visceral thing with me. And I've actually had uh, uh, products of mine that have been copied from front to back with a new cover put on and somebody else's name put on and then put up on eBay. So that's why I don't allow copying in mine because I've been, uh, I've been a victim of copyright infringement on that scale. And this wasn't a, a five-page thing. This was like a 200-page book. And somebody just ripped off my cover, put on their cover, put on their name, so I'm selling so I don't like copying in my PDFs, and that's why. I've never had that experience. <laughs> so I'm very much on the um, creative, must be free. creative <laughs> commons, information must be free, end of the spectrum. I, I, Remember I, the rising tide. Okay. Um, <laughs> I send all my stuff public domain in 10 years after publication. I'm crazy. Um, just uh, one thing of note I discovered, uh, because I use this, uh, I don't actually read PDFs a lot. I have them read to me by the machine. Um, if you disable copy, the machine reads them to you. I've never even thought of that. I discovered, I I've never even... I discovered that because I personally am dyslexic, so the machine reading it to me makes me comprehend it better um, as I'm looking at the page. Uh, other people I have friends with have visual problems, so they have to read it to them. And one of the things <coughs> I discovered is that layout and uh, whether you disable copying and printing makes a big difference as to whether the machine will read it correctly or not. That's a very interesting point. No, I um, never even considered that. And getting to the uh, reading things correctly, we will get back to that on Moby and EPUB. Thank you. <laughs> because that is actually one of the bigger advantages to Moby and EPUB formats in that they're much more accessible. Um, so, uh, back, yes, back to uh, PDF. Um, there's a lot of power in there. I mean, for instance, 
Um, at, at, you said hyperlinks. Yes. I have an actual list of games that I reference that inspired mine in the back of my book. I have hyperlinks to every publisher on there. So if you click on, I like Polaris, here's where you can buy it. And it means that I'm supporting my people and it, everyone wins out of that. Um, internal hyperlinks, they don't even have to be characters, you can have an image. For instance, I have a chapter illustration and all the references have both a page number and a chapter illustration. So you click on that, it will send you to the appropriate location, either at the start of the chapter or to the specific page. And, and especially in, in a product on my Beastier which just came out, uh, which is just loaded with cross-references. Um, there's, there's, just a, there's just a ton of things where, you know, like let's say uh, orcs have uh, wolves uh, in their layers, it'll say, you know, see wolves on page 692. You, go, yeah, you know, there's, there's just a ton of little cross-references like that. And something I discovered while I've been using the book, the printed book, is that it's really maddening to have to keep making and flipping all those pages. And that's actually a, a, an instance where I like the PDF version better, is because it does let me do that, plus searchability. Yep. That, that's, to my mind, being able to search the PDF is one of its great advantages over a, a, a printed book. Um, and in fact, uh, they're, 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 we should actually explore the space of um, PDF versus print. Yeah, um, PDF uh, has a lot of major advantages there. Um, one of them, I buy full color art. I can't print full color art. I like have, being able to show it in its full glory. Uh, here's my full color map shoved in my uh, in my book at full resolution. Uh, I, I just don't have that luxury when I'm doing a physical print book due to the cost limitations. Um, also, I can send you a PDF right now from my smartphone. It cost me zero dollars, zero cents. It cost me, I believe, uh, about 15 seconds to send the email. That's easy. That's free marketing and doesn't, I don't have to pay, pay anything to get him potentially reading my book and potentially interested enough to start running a game. He runs a game, they'll want, everyone like him will want a physical print copy of the book. That's of my print copy of the book. So it's almost a form of marketing. So you're looking at it as a lost in your own. Yeah. Um, also, I sold somewhere around the, somewhere, somewhere in the realms of uh, 30, PDFs over the since launch uh, at ten bucks a pop to people uh, in Europe and Asia. The cost to send them a physical book is approximately fifteen dollars a copy. Good luck sending them to Brazil. Yeah, I've done it. Yes. Australia, it's delightful. The cost to send a PDF zero dollars zero cents. That is priceless. Um, being able to avoid having to deal with mailing costs and just the hassle of it uh, means that's effectively free money. It's free money and free marketing. So it's, if you are selling a physical book, you should be selling a PDF because why not? Especially if you're going through um, a place like OBS. You know, if you're doing DriveThruRPG or uh, RPGnow.com, you, the, the time it takes to, to set up a PDF file, as opposed to the time it takes to set up all the files that you have to send them for your print versions, it's trivial. And there literally is no downside um, from a production standpoint, from a, from a, from a cost standpoint, uh, to including a PDF as well, because it literally doesn't take you anything more than checking the box. Um, that being said, a lot of people do believe that there are downsides to electronic books in general from a, I, I don't have to subscribe to it, but I can understand the issue from a piracy standpoint. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to see their PDF showing up on uh, various uh, download sites and things like that. And I can understand that for obvious reasons, uh, which is another reason that when I sell mine to uh, OBS, um, they're stamped with the watermark. So I know there's something about it and that hopefully discourages that sort of thing. 
sites um so i sell i've sold about four of them to the dot fr version of it in france yeah i've, I've it, I, it's always a thrill to see the, the little you know the, to see a foreign obs email notification come through my thing it's like oh they have different languages in some of the uh email text to us yeah best best latin yeah and and uh, there's also the, the drive for fiction for those of you who are complaining about yes. fiction books, that's not a bad option um, just, uh, from the standpoint of supporting PDFs. I don't know if they support the other formats. Uh, yeah, they, they do. Yep. Um, it, it's, they it's, support it's, audio now, too. Yeah. yeah. So, so that is, you know, I, I kind of touched this on, on one of my other seminars, but just to digress a little bit, um, one of the reasons to use the OBS suite of, of websites that I, that I really enjoy is that it gives you a very focused audience. Somebody who's coming to that to those websites is looking for stuff probably that you're offering. Well, what is OBS? One bookshelf. They're the company that owns Drive Through RPG, RPG Now, Drive Through Cards, all that stuff. Uh, drive Through Comics, Drive Through Comics, Drive Through um, Fiction, anything Drive Through War Games. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and quite frankly, everyone goes there. They're the destination. So and you're and you're not nearly as likely to get lost in the sea that is Amazon. Uh, they don't have obviously. Hits is you know, some your potential customers, but it's a much more focused customer base. So you're talking, you, you had asked about you know how to get the word out. Going to a place where you know that there are people interested in the kind of thing that you're doing, rather than just you know plunking it out in the middle of literally 100 million books on Amazon. You know that in and of itself is a marketing function. Is to is to make yourself available in a place where you know it's a very targeted, narrow market, and the, and the people going there are looking for different stuff. Also on the uh, ebook side, you can set up bundles. Yes. So you have a fiction series. There is an RPG publisher who does something very similar. You sell together. Or you, when, or you have a series of RPG books. You have like I, do, I have my Witch, which is five dollars, and I have my Necromancer, which is five dollars. You buy them together. Early. That OBS does that for you. Allows you to set those bundles and set the prices. You cannot do that with a print. Not, they do not bundle. They do not bundle print products. It's something to do with the way they have to calculate shipping. They can't do it. Oh right, right, yeah. So, but they can do it for the for the electronic books. So it's a, another reason to do that. It's very nice from a marketing standpoint. You get more people involved with the series. Um, I don't know if it's changed since uh, I bundled the product way back, like five years ago. Um, at that time, bundled products didn't show up on the front page. No, they do. Uh, they, they used to that. They do that. Yeah, because I used to. They won't. They won't show up in the top ten bestseller list. No, no, no. But no. they will show up on the same. You know, the new stuff. The new stuff. Yeah. Because in, yeah, in the past I would make a bundle and it wouldn't show up on the front page. It was just better to actually exhibit myself and make a new product. Yeah. No, I, I, I believe mine showed up on the new page. Okay. Uh, the reason the printing thing is because I used to go through Lightning Source, which my day job also goes through. Yeah. Um, and Lightning Source. Is crazy about get these books out the door as fast as is humanly possible. So anything that can possibly be part of that process is forbidden. Yes. Yeah. Understandably um, so. It's a bundling issue. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. It's basically bundling. And the uh, this is more book production, but yes, Lightning Source, their dry their uh, printing setup there is very efficient for international because. Uh, going through drive through RPG, etc., you can say, okay, now print this book at the cheapest location to send it to my customer in Great Britain. Right. 
their printer in Great Britain and print the book. Right, that happened not too long ago, and all of a sudden, all the all the prices for, for stuff going to Britain just went like that uh, because they opened up a, a manufacturing you know, yeah. for a thing in Australia. Yeah, they're working. I, I, believe me, they know. They, yes, oh, yeah, they're going to work on it. Um, so that is. This is in Germany. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot of good things coming out of that, and the power of PDF um, is. Is mighty. Yeah. Um, now there's yes. I do have a question about PDF format. Now I do something similar to you, which is that I produce a full color book and a black and white for almost all of my products, unless it's always black and white. Um, is there an advantage to layout format for color? So, like my color layout is the same as my print layout in black and white in case you want to print it in color. I know some people do landscape for color, for their color. Uh, what is the physical page size? I, I do not, I do, I do six by nine. Oh, okay. So I have a spread per page when you physically print it. Okay. Uh, that's just how my particular format works. Um, so yes, uh, yes, that's PDF and we are approximately halfway through. So. Uh, now the other bit that not everyone has, um, oh, oh, sorry, layout, best way to get into PDF is InDesign, you can do it with Scribus, um, I have done it with Scribus, it gets a little bit more difficult and finicky to pull it off, but you can produce PDFs through that tool, um, and that one's free. Scribus is free, InDesign is, is um, rather expensive. As is Acrobat. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And uh, one, a word to the wise, because uh, I use Office, I use Microsoft Office, and I use Acrobat uh, to generate my PDF files. And when we upgraded to the new version of Office 2015, it turns out that the old version of Acrobat does not support it, so we had to upgrade to that as well. It works great. Uh, it, it's smooth. I have, it, I have not... I, I, in the previous versions, it was a little it was a little wonky. Uh, it would hang sometimes when I was generating large files. Um, it wouldn't um, it wouldn't get the links right sometimes. But, but the, it didn't. The graphics didn't always translate right. But the new version, because I'm on thir I'm on uh, Word 2013 and I'm on Acrobat uh, 10, 11, whatever the biggest, whatever the newest, the greatest one is. Uh, it's been smooth. It's, it, I've not encountered any any problems. It's not cheap. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, um, but it's also not nearly as expensive as it used to be. I think it's going for about two hundred each now. Acrobat itself has a lot of tools to yeah. help you set up bookmarks. Yes. Um, oh yes. Sorry. Bookmarks. Yes. You are effectively reproducing your entire index in bookmarks. Do that. <laughs> it for a lot of reasons. One of which I believe it actually works much better on screen readers, if I recall correctly. Yes. Um, and it lets you just. Go to header, and it'll just take you to every. You can make it go through and take you to every header. One of the advantages of Word, Word does that for you. If you go, if you, if you, if you are in, if you have a Word document and you generate your PDF right, from yeah, Word yeah. using Acrobat, you can tell all of your headers head. automatically get turned into uh, bookmarks, and any references to them automatically get put in there, and it all, and it will automatically set up the. Um, the, 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 the things on you know the, the thumbnails yes and uh, if and if you if you generated a table of contents or an index through Word you know using the official Word thing all those immediately automatically get translated into clickable links when you generate yeah. yeah so it saves you a ton of work also if you don't put bookmarks in you will never hear the end of it from people even yes. if you have yeah uh, clickable links in your actual table of contents they'll be like why is there a bookmark side when <laughs> It's just so easy. Yeah. Um, it it will take you if you're doing it completely manually on a massive book, half an hour, maybe. Um, and it you just get a lot more functionality out of it. Yeah. One other thing, uh, I don't know if this is current, but as of a couple of months ago, um, InDesign was getting more affordable in that you could license it for a month. You can license it for monthly. With your one year minimum. Oh, is it a one year minimum? Okay. I didn't yeah, that that's the kicker. Okay. Otherwise, I I wouldn't have bought the full 
Creative Cloud is is delightful. Um, I, I paid fifteen hundred dollars for uh, the full Creative Design suite uh, about three months before they went to cloud only. So I owned the software. Um, but uh, the Creative Cloud means you get everything, everything Adobe. Always upgraded, so long as you pay a subscription fee. Uh, but even then, for one year, at let's say thirty bucks a month, that's not that bad. That's about three hundred fifty dollars. Format is much more feasible than buying the suite every year. It used to be. Uh, yeah, you, you don't buy the suite every year. You you buy the suite and then use it in in yeah, ten years from now and hope there's <laughs> yeah until you have to buy a new laptop. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so yes, uh, EPUB and Mobi. Here's the main difference between EPUB and Mobi and uh, the other, uh, and PDF format. Formatting, what formatting? It will give you headers, subheaders, maybe sub-subheaders. There is some level of customization. I think there's a way to, for some purposes, change fonts. Maybe, but you lose all pagination. What this means is, you cannot. Uh, you, you can work with hyperlinks inside the document, but there is no such thing as a page four. Right? There's this chunk of scrolling text, and you're moving through somewhere through that. Um, what this means is, you can't convey a lot of the information that you would play out. For instance, sidebars have to go, rather than from the side, they have to be integrated into the body of the text. Um, and images don't really work. Um, yeah. What about charts? Charts. You can make images and you can make charts work. It's difficult. Um, it is, uh, those two formats aren't ideal for it. Um, you, you, yeah. Most, uh, um stringent image format on, on Word where you have the image and the words on top and the words on bottom. That's basically what you get out of the EPUB maker as far as I can tell. Yes. Right, but if you had something that was very heavy into tables and graphs and things like that, you would probably, I'm guessing, have to uh, convert those into an image and then embed the image into the file. Or alternatively, find a way to write it textually. Yeah. Um, it isn't always feasible. Yeah, no, it's... That is the main drawback of the, of the format. The advantage of, of the format is you just, you know what you just did? You just prepared the same file that you needed to send off to layout. So while, they're do, while someone's doing layout, you can say, okay, so here's the long, you know, li linear list of contents that, you, that I want you to lay out. Can you make an EPUB in a movie while you're at it? They press a button. They generate your files. It takes them almost no work, and then they start working on the actual PDF. I do my own Word. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're doing it in InDesign, it's trivial. Now, actually, I don't use InDesign to do that. You might want to write down Calibre, uh, C A L I B R E. It is a free converter uh, that lets you convert. Word into EPUB and Word into Mobi. Um, and it's actually better than the InDesign system I found. Uh, it works quite well. It's quite cheap. It's quite open source. Um, how, do you do, uh, how does it handle um, uh, the images and, and stuff like that are, that are in line and in the text? About as well as anything else can in that in those formats. Okay. It's a, it, it is pretty much best of breed. The breed has limitations, but it, it's a very powerful, very free tool, um, and you can also use it as a screen reader. Uh, well, as a screen reader, but you can read Kindle files and uh, EPUB, Mobi, all of those in that uh, piece of software, so you can sort of proof it by going going through it that way. Uh, it also gives you all the necessary functionality to establish the proper hyperlinks within them, so you can you can't go to page 37. You can go to the heading that you know is on page 37 and put a link that way. 
Um, and these are very lightweight, very small files uh, that can be fit on Kindles and whatnot. And they'll just increase the readability of your game or your fiction. And if you're in the fiction market, you absolutely need these two, uh, Moby Epub. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I would say that that's today, uh, if, if you're even exploring the idea of doing electronic fiction publishing, you can't not do a dot Moby uh, or dot EPUB. It's just not feasible. And don't just stick to one, use both, because well, there's some people who have Kindle and some people who have some other weird device. Well, and only available in Canada. I mean, you never know. Once you have an EPUB, making a Moby is as easy as going to Amazon, downloading a program called Kindle Gen and Kindle Previewer, and you drag the EPUB onto Kindle Previewer, and you have a Kindle. And Calibre does that as well. Okay. So I, I just have, only have one program to do that. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of. It's very easy. Right. If they, if they made their EPUB out of InDesign, they could then yes, yes. that EPUB. Yep. Uh, question. Um, Kindle actually offers you the ability to convert any PDF into a Kindle file. Have you had any experience with it? How terrible is it? Because they're like, you have a Kindle account, just email us the file and we'll email you back a Kindle version. That seemed very sketchy to me. And like, I was like, Back. Yeah, I, I knowing just, how the files work, I can't imagine that that's very reliable. I yeah, imagine it's yeah. not either. No. Since Although I've used the Kindle to read PDF files. I mean, oh, I read PDFs yeah. on my Kindle too. Yeah. That's that's the way around it. This is they Kindle will offer two services to anybody who has an account. The first is that they can transport anything from uh, PDF to Kindle, but cause Kindle to read it out loud and PDF that they can't read out loud. Uh, and the other service is that they technically will allow you to put it up on their store. You just have to email them the, the link. And both of those are kind of sketchy from your from what I've seen in reviews. I just didn't know if any of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know how I'm um, the crazy wacky open guy. I also don't like Amazon. So. I own a Kindle, but I still don't like Amazon. I so I I. I would run away screaming from their marketplace personally because I'm also not in fiction market. If you're in fiction, of course you're using Amazon and Smashwords and all of everything, uh, every market you can possibly get your hands in because everyone goes to different places. Uh, so yes, EPUB and Mobi, uh, and these are both dramatically more accessible. Um, EPUB, Mobi, and just plain text. Uh, if you want your book read to someone with a visual disability, your PDF file will not work terribly well. It might work, might. If you're lucky, they'll get it. They'll be able to understand what is being presented there. If you provide it in Mobi or EPUB, it's easy. Uh, it get because there's no the things that cause problems when you create a Mobi and EPUB are the things that cause problems with a screen reader. So it's the same kind of filter. So it's a, it's a very strict file format, but it's inherently accessible. And you can then use that version if you're producing um, uh, SRD for various licensing things. For instance, the Fate Core uh, SRD, uh, System Pathfinder. Reference Document, uh, the, uh, the OGL, Pathfinder, um, all of those things, they have to give it in a form without trade dress, so it's just a, so that's what you're producing. So you can just toss it up on a website and, and now I'm, I'm licensing out my game. Um, it's delightful. Um, so... Fundamentally, it's not that difficult, so long as you aren't doing the thing I did, which was start laying it out, changing text within your PDF as you're laying it out, and then have to manually recreate the Mobi file after uh, after the fact. That was that that was my learning situation <laughs> this spring. Um, so yes, that that 
don't do that. Get your text final, final, final before you start doing either of these two routes. Uh, but you'll find pretty good success out of it. Uh, well, I just wanted to add because about the, the as you said, um, EPUB is a more stripped down format. The way to, to think about it is what is actually happening inside that EPUB file. Um, they're all HTML files inside there. So stuff you can do on a website, on, on a very straightforward website is the kind of thing. That's what your book's going to look like because the EPUB format is optimized to handle different size screens and, and have free global text. That's how it's different than PDF. Yeah, so that's why um, you can put images in, but they're going to show up in between paragraphs and things like that because it has to accommodate people reading on their phone and people reading on their iPad. And someone's saying, I want a larger text size. Right. You can't do that in PDF other than like zoom in. Right, or, or, or the person reading the book saying, you know what, I like to read everything in Times New Roman. And depending on the reading software, they can do that. Yeah, that's the other thing, because you can't specify format text. In, in you, you, can't, you can, you have to know what you're doing. I can. Sorry. I've never been able to do it successfully without a machine like telling me I'm doing something stupid. Um, so my question is, do you suggest PDF as the starting format for Word? Because I've uh, seen people suggest Word as a better starting format. What I suggest is, for the entire document flow, Scrivener to Word to uh, the linear text that you convert from, that you convert Word to Mobi and or Edward to EPUB, and then you take that thir that same file, and then you start laying it out in in InDesign or Scribus to, to make a PDF. That's what I find is the ideal workflow for me. Also, whereas I just go, I, I compose in Word and I do my layout in Word, and then I just use Acrobat and I generate my PDF straight from Word because I'm not going to the other formats. Uh, I, I have that luxury that I and it, and it captures all of the formatting and all of the layout and everything that I have precisely as I have it in my Word document. Yeah, from what I what I was reading about the other formats, they basically say that uh, there are lots of programs that'll go from PDF to uh, EPUB, but that it's a bad switchover because what PDF does to freeze that formatting is get rid of all the information more it stores about where Word exactly. it strips yes. out a lot of the, a lot of the coding. Yeah. And it's up. It's, yeah, it's what it's supposed to do. And also, there's two ways to lay out a PDF. Um, one way is that you take all of these blocks of text, and you have links from one to the next to the next to the next to the next to the next, and they and it reflows. Which means, if you delete one line on page three, then page seventy four changes. Yeah. But that will convert cleanly into Moby and EPUB. Or you do individual text blocks, put them in the individual text blocks, and conversion just doesn't work. So does Calibra just go breaks. from uh, PDF to EPUB? Uh, yes, but it causes the same problems as anything else. Um, the conversion algorithm is it really doesn't, doesn't understand why humans are illogical. It doesn't like columns either, because oh, what yeah. it'll do is take your first paragraph on this side, your first paragraph on this and side, yeah, this. In, unless you have it flowing from column one to column two on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's messy. Um, this is sort of going back to PDF. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I've noticed with some PDFs that were trying to implement things like uh, hyperlinks, but also different text blocks for some stuff, yeah. um, they, they tend to be bigger and have weird stutter issues, I guess. Is that just somebody doing something weird and messing it up, or are there common problems that end up with that, and you'll get poor formatting of Word file when you format a PDF? PDFs, uh, what resolution do you want? What kind of compatibility do you want? Yeah, a lot, of it, a lot of it is determined by the by the formatting and the settings and the compatibility that you're telling PDF to have. Yeah. That's, mean, a, that's a lot of it's dependent on a lot on how you're setting, setting up the question. Um, here is, here is what you, what a lot of PDFs will do by default. I would like to print it. I would like to have it in high enough quality I can send it to a printer at 600 dots per inch and have it be openable in, in Acrobat 5, which I believe was 2002. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, if you're willing to say, no, I'm only going to, this is only going to be supported by people who bought their uh, software in the last decade, right? you cut down the file size by 50%. Because it, they don't have to have the legacy uh, clutch. That's you, yeah, it, Adobe essentially reinvents how it handles images every version of Adobe. Is the way I think about it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, if you have compatibility with all those back issues, you almost just need a, it saves a different version of the image in every one of them. And that's one of the reasons why you get a clutch. And something like Word, uh, uh, Word's format, um, when you auto-convert, if you have Adobe, it strips a lot of that down. Uh, you can set image um, image compression and things like that to what kind of quality you want. Unfortunately, when you're also sending the file to the lightning source to set up a print copy, then uh, you're kind of constrained. Yeah, yeah. require. And anything going to a printer is going to be massive. Yeah. Yeah. Also, in some cases, the PDFs are giant because they're just, um, and I don't suggest anybody do this, they've just scanned pages or they've turned their pages into images. And I'm like, you just removed all of the advantage of the PDF by turning your image. Those people are insane or stupid who do stupid things. Yeah. Um, or in some cases, desperate. Mm -hmm. There is there is such a thing as outlining, uh, outlining text. In some cases, which is an old technique that people had to use ten years ago, um, and it just destroys the functionality of any PDF effectively. But it means that you. That is actually it works, right? For some value, it works. Now we've got about ten minutes left. I'd like to explore a little of the stuff that we haven't talked about that that is only possible within the context of a, of a PDF or maybe some other electronic file formats, and that's this, that's the kind of stuff that we don't see every day in electronic books, um, so, like embedding video or or music or, or things like that. Um, do, do you see? Any any value in that in, in that level of multimedia of essentially turning your PDF into a multimedia presentation? Do you see any value in that? Because that really starts to to crack open the wider the differences between the dead tree edition and, and the electronic edition. At a certain point, what you've done is you've turned it into a website. Right. That can be powerful uh, because. Uh, there, there's just countless possibilities. Uh, if you want a best of breed PDF in terms of various features, um, go to DriveThruRPG and look for Nova Praxis. It is renowned for the level of features that they have uh, within it. Um, they have forward and back buttons. You put it on a PDF. You can touch touch the screen on the right hand side of a and it'll flip it forward a page, uh, give you full searching. Uh, like it's, it is apparently a thing of beauty. I saw it on YouTube, and going through all the features, uh, a reviewer was doing it, and it was really impressive. See, I can see something like, like for, for my more traditional RPG, I could see something having um, explanations of play, you know, examples of play. Where it's not just a block of text where you, sit, where, you know, Bob says that I roll this. You actually, there's a video. You click it, and a video of people sitting at a table playing your game pops up. And that's, and, and you know, there's one one uh, 60 second video for the combat, and you get an idea of what it looks like. And then a couple pages later, you click again, and there's another video for something else and so forth. Yeah. Um, just uh, from a somewhat, well, we were talking about fire, file bloat. As soon as you put audio and video in, yeah. you know, no, absolutely. Files, you're going to go, and it, you're from, a self-producer point of view, I would suggest if you're going to do something like that, you put in a hyperlink to yes. your YouTube channel yeah. that yeah. you continually update, and it also it serves as promotional material for people to want to buy your game. No, yes, yes, yes absolutely. But my point being that yeah, EPUB three can do audio and video. That, well, my point being that you, you can you can embed that kind of thing inside the document, right? So that, yeah, yeah. You know, even if it's just a link that you point to the exterior thing. But the idea that uh, I, I'd like to, in my future products, I'm, I'm very much trying to figure out ways to to incorporate more of that level of stuff um, because I think that's what, to my audience, I think that's going to appeal more, um, you know, than you know, you click a button and, and, you, and it makes the page look like it's turning. I don't care about yeah. that, um, but I'm, I'm looking for something that's more practical. And I think by having the, those sorts of multimedia things 
which the, which the PDF format is really equipped to allow, um, I think that can really enhance the, the experience. I mean, yeah. So I was just going to say that uh, I've seen that done twice in PDFs that I've purchased. Uh, one was in an adventure where it was very effective. They had scrolling the video footage that you could see from the CCTV <coughs> for a horror film. The way you just see something. Yeah, like that, 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 right there. That's that. what I'm talking about. And yeah. um, it was really good. The file size is contradictory. But what if you it. did it with a what if you did it with a GIF? You could do it with a GIF. That's the that would, that would probably the other thing down. I've seen is that people now because you can generate the um, the images of the um, hyperlinks your phone can capture. Yeah. Uh, they'll put them at the bottom of pages so that you can just hold your phone up and click on yep. it. Yes, um, I believe uh, Our Last Best Hope is the best example of that. Yeah. Um, you can do all sorts of things. You can do, look, here is the initiative rule. Now, I'm just going to go through it, and here's the treaties of how the initiative rule has evolved over the first 15 years. And here's how it diverged in all these different OSR products. That's the kind of, like... I'm going to go deep into the into this specific mechanic and explore what's going on here. It you it's a rabbit hole. That well, basically, you designer notes. You, you, yeah. you're putting in designer notes rather than at the end you're, you're interspersing yeah. them into the into the thing in a context uh, sensitive uh, fashion. Yeah, that's absolutely Wikipedia. I mean, honestly, Paris. Link to Wikipedia, Paris. Uh, there have been a couple of products I've had or looked at that have really beautiful layered, layered maps. Yes. And the PDF is huge, it's fine. You know, they expect that because it's a layered map. But then there's always been weird performance issues with that that I've seen. And I don't know if it's just those particular PDF or if the problem with layering images in the PDF. Do you know that? Is that is it, did I just have a bad experience with those? Or? I know that they're complex and it's beyond my pay grade in that I haven't tried any of that. Uh... Yeah, do you even know how to set up a layer? I haven't. I, I, I'm still fighting with that. Um, do you happen to know? No, we don't do a lot of PDFs. Um, apparently, there are some... There's people who've done Easter eggs mm-hmm. uh, in layers. Um, uh, I'm thinking of the um, James Rodney. Uh, there, there's one where there was a code that led you to be able to what, find a secret layer or something along this, those lines. Was, this was it wasn't the it, main lamentations of the yeah, thing. No, no, it was the one wizard adventure one. Wizard one. Yeah. And he, he had like this odd odd pattern. There's like always eight one eight, and there was one that was eight one two. Or it, or it, the table like turned off and right. sort of went into white space. And there was a way to make it reveal all the hidden information. That'd be great for us. Hidden buttons. Oh yeah. But that's difficult to deal with too right now. Um, it requires not, technical a, skill that I don't a, have. There's not a push button solution to implement. Um, meaning you can't just. There's a many push buttons. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're pushing many buttons to make it happen. Why a wizard? Yeah. You, you yeah. can't. My understanding, as far as what I've learned, is you can't uh, add a layer if it didn't exist originally. So if you do all your formatting like I do, if he does it in Word, right. There's no layers in words, so like I couldn't say like this only comes on when you push the layer two button. Right. Um, now what I have seen is uh, the character sheet, for example, uh, those old school first edition D and D goldenrod character sheets. Um, there's a version floating around in PDF format where there's different layers for different classes because they were class specific. So there's the generic layer which has all the stuff that all that's common to them all, and then there's a cleric layer, there's a bard layer, there's a fighter layer. And you turn on or off, you only turn on the, that one layer that you want and the generic layer, and then you print it out. And then you turn that one off and you print the next one. So you get, essentially, you get a dozen different character sheets in one file, and you can just turn them on and turn off by the layers. Um, and that, that you can actually do not that hard by you set up separate files. Like, two, what you would do is you set up two word files. Right. One word file does the top. And then one word file, and then you have another word file in the bottom. And let's say you have another word file for an alternate file. Those are your layers. And right. you just generate the PDFs separately, and somehow there's some alchemy that you can do to put them together. Oh, I can put two PDFs. Yeah. And um, you can set layers that way, though. Yeah. yeah you, you, that's, I think that's the, the heart of the layer system is, is, is you're taking, is merging multiple PDFs. Um, and not, yeah. 
I'm not an expert, but I believe that's the that's the core of the concept. Another good one that people should be aware of, uh, James Wallace uh, did a Las Vegas, or was doing a Las Vegas. Apparently, it comes in four separate PDFs. PDFs two, three, and four are password locked. You get, uh, I believe, you get a password along with the game. Here, like, here's the file with the password. You can give PDF one to your players. You have access to PDFs two, two to four, and or you can give the players a password to unlock more information. They start with amnesia. So, yeah, there, like, it, there's some. Real gems. See, I like I like that idea of, of using the technology of the e format in the game. I, I like the idea of, of of using the constraints of the PDF or the EPUB or whatever it is, and actually turning that into part of the in-game experience. As you say, that the players start with amnesia, so they don't know the rest of the, of the data, that they're, that they're, and they they will discover the code as, as they play, and then they unlock the next PDF. Which is, I, I I like the I like that concept. So one last question, and then we'll have yeah, to. Yeah, so speaking of the power of the PDF again, uh, do either of you know anything about creating fillable forms in PDFs? Yes, it's that's trivial. A, that's a, no, that's a trick. That's not that. Okay, if you have the software. Yeah, uh, if, if you, you have if Adobe, Adobe Acrobat. Acrobat. Yeah, it's there's nothing to it at all. Um, in fact, I'll, I can I, I can show you in, in broad terms. Please, I have Adobe. I just yes, no problem. Perfect. So. Thank you very much for ebook 101. This seminar recording was made possible by the generous contributions of the panel speakers and the Metatopia convention organizing team, Double Exposure. All of the Double Exposure conventions are amazing, and I can't speak highly enough of Metatopia as a convention for designers to meet up, to discuss, to test, and to learn more about this lovely hobby of ours. You can find out more at www.dexposure.com. And I hope you'll join us next year at Metatopia.